We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Carlin Alice, and with me today, we have our 2K coach and StreamBeat co-founder, Frankie G. You're muted, buddy. You're muted. Listen to the new Stream Beat episode on uh, Spider Man No Way Home. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. What's going on? Uh, also, that voice you hear is Reality Check Master Tiffany Meek. Hey, guys. What's going on? How are we feeling? How are we feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. I feel like we're at that point of the year where, you know, we're, we're at work and uh, we're just like in total millet in mode. It's like, okay, we're almost. We're almost at the finish line here. Uh, we got, we just got to get through these next weeks. Thankfully, Heat, That's give it. us a win. Give us something positive to talk about. Before we get into the positive stuff, uh, let's talk about something not so positive. Uh, we have postponed our watch party. Uh, this was a, uh, a difficult decision that we made. But with the spread of Omicron and just the holidays so near, <laughs> Let's just keep uh let's just keep Frankie's just faces poking <laughs> out. Uh we want to keep our community, our fans, and and mostly each other safe. So unfortunately, this is postponed. We're not canceling. We're gonna do it at a later date when it's safer for for everybody. I know that Brass is supposed Brass had flown down to, to partly to be here for this. Uh we'll, we'll 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 make sure that you know we'll have people, we'll have surprises, we'll we'll make it up to you guys. But on the 29th, there will be no watch party at Duffy's. We, we will reschedule it once it's safe again. Um, you know, hopefully in a, in a couple, in a month or so, we can have a little bit more clarity on, on what's going on with, with our world. So we're sorry about this. And, and I think it was just the best decision uh, to, to make for, for everybody, for ourselves and, and for you guys and, and for our community. So uh, our watch that's ended. The what? <laughs> our watch has ended. Our watch has ended. Okay, <laughs> the so, night's watch is over. <laughs> so, so getting that out of the way, um, the Heat have been, I think, as good as you could have hoped 
given their their injury situation, right? So they lose Jimmy and Bam. So Bam goes down the 29th of November. They've played Cleveland, Indiana, Milwaukee, Memphis, Milwaukee, Chicago, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Orlando, Detroit, Indiana, in that span. So that's mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They've played eleven games since. They're 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 about five hundred. They're either five hundred or a game under or a game over, right? I think they're five hundred right. in their last twelve. So yeah, so they're a game above five hundred in that span in in those last eleven games. Uh, yes, he burner Stan Van Gundy did say we were best team in the East. Shout out to shout out to Eli for Stan. So let's talk about these last eleven games. Because when Bam went down and Jimmy broke his ass for the second time, he came back against Memphis, played half of half of a half, and uh, looked like shit. So Tiff, I, I wanna I wanna give the floor to you, and then we could kind of work around. What are your what are your what are your macro impressions of these last eleven games? Um. I feel like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We basically, I think we were all in agreement. If, if they could hover around 500, that's all you want. Like realistically, I mean, obviously you'd like them to do better, but let's be realistic. And if they can hover around 500, that's listen, that's what you can ask for. Um, but I keep saying, and I, I, cause you know, you know, everybody wants trades. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants that. But, the best thing that could happen to this team is happening right now, because if there is no trade to be made and this is what you got, all these guys are getting valuable experience. Um, and most importantly, Gabe, because you need that backup point guard. So most importantly, Gabe is getting all the minutes and all the experience that he needs to have because if, if you look at it, what, what is telling us that we're going to go into the playoffs completely healthy? Like, there should be nothing saying this team will be completely healthy by the time the playoffs starts. I don't think any team will be completely healthy, whether it's COVID or fluke injuries or anything. So I think that, like, you got Gabe getting the minutes. Uh, surprisingly, Yurt looked really good last night. Um, you know, you got Max. You got Deadman is doing Deadman things like these guys are getting these crunch time minutes and they're getting the experience because if there's no moves to be made, this is who you got. This is who you're rolling with. Um, and everybody's saying, you know, Spoh's going to tighten that roster like he usually does. He may not be afforded to tighten the roster. We have no idea what we're going to look like by the time the playoffs start. So I'm I'm actually like pleasantly surprised what the guys are doing. Um, really happy that Tyler like came back last night and put together a really good game. Um, he was really active on defense, which I just like seeing from him. He's never going to be a stopper. That's just not who he is, but he was really good on defense. Um, what, I, I have a question from Frankie though. What did you, I, I want to know, what did you see from KZ? <laughs> I saw, uh hope i would say <laughs> i was i saw hope uh and we've seen it lately we've talked about his play next to pj and his his growth 
And uh, mm-hmm. he, he he's not only getting yelled at now, but he's being able to like, all right, I got I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like he, he's showing that he's listening and he's understanding what they're yelling at him about. Um, and it's not just the 16 points, uh, which it's it's really nice, a nice spark when, uh, you know, you're missing a ton of guys. But uh, what I love the most is the slashing and defense and defense like him, him cutting him running in transition that those are stuff that can be consistent. Like you can expect from him uh, the three point shot when it's fallen, it's real nice. It's 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 a great fifth option to have on, on offense. But defensively, we need that length. Uh, he can guard a lot of positions and he's he can he's got potential as a help side defender, which right. we've been looking for that all since since last year uh mm-hmm. obviously with pj there we you know we have uh somebody who is more than capable but the hope is that we can develop him into you know so we don't have to rely on pj 40 minutes at, at night and he can get these night. days off <laughs> so the heat the last 11 games they have the 11th best defense uh which is surprising um, and they, their offense is about 18, which I think is to be expected. I think they're, they're really feast or famine, right, with their shooting. Yeah. And I think they just don't have enough to generate a ton of good looks other than a lot of DHOs, kind of penetration and, and kick out plus one swing and, and try to get some, some threes up. And if not, it's, it's going to be rough. And, and when, it, when it works, it looks great, like last night. And when it doesn't, it looks like that Detroit game and I think Miami's also had the benefit of playing a lot of teams that, that run a drop, right? And I think the teams that don't, like Cleveland, um, you know, make you look bad, right? Cleveland, Detroit, yeah. you know, they, they kind of muck that up because of their length and, and Miami's just shorthanded. But you get teams like Indiana, you get teams like Milwaukee, you know, like Chicago that you can get a big and drop. And then now, now you're cooking with oil where you can get some looks that you like. Philadelphia is another yeah. good example. Miami's like just look, like, even though their offense didn't look great, you were able to get good enough shots to win the game. So you kind of to piggyback on, on the KZ thing, you know, PJ is obviously going to miss some time now. The fact that he's shooting well in this stretch is huge. Um, he'll make some weird plays on the ball. Sometimes there was this one play, I think it was in the Philly game where he caught the ball on a short roll and had like a, had like a spin move to a hook. And you're just like, Whoa, that was clean. Right. So there's, I don't think he's a good player, but he has moments where he's, a good enough player. You know what I mean? Let's he's, talk. He's like that. My player in 2k where you just have him boosted in, in weird uh, stats. <laughs> so he's not a complete player. Right. Sometimes he looks funky, but it, sometimes it gets the job done. You know, I'm using him and tapping X. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, and, and the great thing is sometimes he, he, he means to hit square when he, when he hits X and he's like, uh, 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 he frozen and glitches out. He does all that shit. Oh, gee, real quick. When you're talking about the offense, it got me thinking, can you isolate like their assists per games in this stretch? Yeah. uh, Versus before like the, the season total. Cause I feel like, you know, like obviously you're missing Jimmy and and Tyler, uh, two of your biggest shot creators. uh, But that's kind of forced, you know, the ball in in Kyle's hands a lot more and forced them. I feel like it's forced them to move the ball a lot better. So they're right now they're, in this, in these last eleven games, the Heat are first in assist percentage. It's seventy-one percent in yeah. this stretch. And by the way, in this stretch, Kyle Lowry leads the league in total assists. Chris Paul it's is true. second. Yeah. Chris Paul is two assists behind him. If, if the fact that you're even your point guard uh, is pretty remarkable. 
So for the entire season, Miami is at is third with 64, almost 65%. So, so you, Frankie, you are absolutely right. Their assist percentage has skyrocketed. There's no, yeah. I mean, they, they, they would go from third to like a comfortable first because Golden State is first with, with, with 69. Nice. Uh, and they were at, mm-hmm. at 71, almost 72. So, you know, the, good, Frankie's eye test, baby. Yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense because they don't, you know, Jimmy likes to slow that shit down a lot. And mm-hmm. when, even when they run DHOs with Bam, the offense kind of s- s- stalls a little bit. And you're not getting a lot of, when the play break down, you're not getting a lot of DHO, uh, oper- I mean, uh, assist opportunity. So it just made right. sense. They're getting into their offense early. And these are things like they can replicate, you know, when the guys come back. Um, you know, obviously Jimmy and, and Bam aren't coming with uh new three-point shooter shots. Uh <laughs> unfortunately, probably not. Let's yeah. uh, let's hope. Let's hope. But um the, you know, moving the ball quicker offensively and spreading it around uh side to side is just it's just you know common sense basic offense to, to get co- consistently right. good looks and and I think it helps the shooting, honestly. Well, so, it does help the shooting. Absolutely. And Tiff, so I was actually thinking about this yesterday because sometimes Heat have injuries that kind of force Spo to play certain ways. And mm-hmm. so yesterday they're, they're starting Duncan at the four, right? Duncan was Duncan was essentially the power forward with him and Struess, uh with, with Deadman in the front court. And Deadman is, by the way, shooting more threes now, right? He's 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 a legit mechanics taking more kind of more of a threat to watch him on the on the trailer. Miami's legitimately playing five out in a way that they yeah. haven't since the finals when Bam went down and they were playing Olenek and Leonard and all the uh, redacted and all those dudes. So Kyle plus five shooters makes the offense at times look unstoppable because now you're giving, because before Kyle was having issues getting into the paint. And I don't think it's coincidence that when Jimmy went down, that stopped. Well, I mean, you got Jimmy and Bam that are essentially in the way. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, that's really what it is. They're they're in the way. Um I think I think this is a good litmus test to see how Spo's gonna have them playing once everybody comes back. If Spo's gonna revert to the old ways, or if he's really gonna just say, you know what, this is what's working. I need you guys to now fit into what's working. Because if you're telling me there's heat culture, then that means that none of these players are above it, which means whatever's working, that's what you do. And I, I, I personally would love to see Jimmy off the ball a lot more. Now, when it's, if it's crunch time, if it's two minutes left, then, hey, put it in his hands. But I think throughout the game, I would love to see him with a lot more off ball action. I think it also just, it saves him instead of him trying to pound in the post and all these things where I think that this is what wears him down throughout the season. So you put the ball in Kyle's hands and you say, listen, Jimmy, you're off ball, bam, you're doing this. This is how we're going to play. But this also opens it up to, we might start seeing some hockey subs. We might start seeing four guys out four guys in types of things just to kind of make it through this season, because that's what they're going to have to do. You got to make it through this season. So I wouldn't be mad if we look up and Spo just takes all five starters out at once. That's never been a Spo thing though. I don't, I don't know if he'll do that. 
but, but the these four, are the, the four subs. I'm sorry, Tiff. Uh, just real quick, because the the four subs thing he kind of did in the big three. You would leave LeBron on and bring all the four subs. Yeah, he'll stagger goal. the stars more than anything. Yeah, but he's but like those kind of, and we see how great Kyle is with the bench guys. Like you can kind of do some of those things uh, with the four guys, and and like we've we, we came into the season thinking like, hey, we've got seven, maybe eight guys we trust. Let's right. hope what we got. Now we've got like twelve guys that have been right. playing at, at some point in the season. I'm I'm with Tiff. Like I would like to see some more more experimenting as much experimenting as possible because you get you gotta you know you fucking need it right now. So you got, this, this well, what's what is Jimmy? What did Jim? What what? How many minutes were was Jimmy averaging before he got hurt? Well, so I, I'm gonna check right now. I, I think Spo has done a pretty good job, yeah, of managing dudes' minutes. I think the Lowry thing is just a, a survival necessity right now. So Jimmy was playing 33 minutes. They're almost 34 yeah. minutes. Right. That's what you. That's what you want your star to play. But that's what you want. But then you also have to think about it. Like we keep saying all these things that Spo won't do or he's never done. All these are new extenuating circumstances. So. The less wear and tear to me on Jimmy and on Bam's knees, that's how much further you can go in the playoffs. Like, we keep forgetting that Bam, not only did Bam have thumb surgery, he still has tendonitis. Like, it doesn't just go away because you're resting. It gets better, but it does come back. So even if all we have everyone, you know, if you if, if we have a lead, I don't want to see Jimmy in the game. We don't need to see Kyle in the game. Like you building these guys up now so they can handle these moments next month. Yes. Like yes. I, you know, that, that's how I look at it. Like I like to see Kyle like every other night for like a week, take it off. Yeah. Because those back to backs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, especially when you, you've got those leads or sorry, but like those are nights where you say, all right, Jimmy, Kyle's taking a rest. It's on you. Don't you, do is that you and yeah, it's you and the guys. Like, you know, spurs this shit, right? Don't, don't, I, don't I, do I think, that. Yeah, no, I think he sees that he has. I think he knew. I think he thought he had what we see we have. Like, because you don't know until you see it in action. But yeah. we knew Gabe could play defense. We heard he was a shooter. Like, so we knew he could play defense, but we heard he could shoot, but we didn't know until we see it. You know, like we knew Max could shoot, but we weren't sure what else he could do. You yeah. know, we, we saw Yurt in summer league, but we weren't sure how he could like I'm stack up against sure. him. Well, not we're sure. not sure, but he's all we got. <laughs> like, so, so you, you, we take the good with the bad when it comes to Yurt. Like, I think clearly just, the, the two guys that are not trusted are Yurt and Casey. I think those are, are the guys that Spo is still iffy about with reason, but I think everybody else Spo is pretty on right. board with. I think Max, he has no those choice. are guys like your, your 12th and 13 guys, like when exactly. everyone's healthy. Yeah, so when everyone's back, then yeah, we don't have to lean. You're not going to be leaning on your or KZ when everybody's back. They might not have, I mean, and I, that's why I think the stretch is so important, Tiff, because they, if they absolutely fell off a cliff, which I don't think any of us would have been I mean, yeah, fans always get upset, but I think there would have been understanding if, you know, they lose that Bucks game or that Bulls game or they just have a really bad stretch of games, right? And, and, and you know, and they could have easily lost that Bucks game, lost that Bulls game, lost that Cavs game, lost that Sixer game, and now you're at a five-game right. losing streak, right? You know, but they didn't. 
right? They 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 won they won four of those five, and they they've looked good. So you know, in, in part, so the fact that they've played well during this stretch affords them some lean time at the end because maybe if they were at the barrel of the playing game with this tough stretch, you know, they might not have that luxury that you're talking about about resting guys. Right. But you know, they might have afforded that. You know, um, them. You know, kind of back to your point about Jimmy off ball. I think early in the season, they were doing a lot of that. They were having Jimmy screen with Mm -hmm. empty side for Kyle, which was really, really good. I just think Jimmy cutting was great. And Jimmy's a great cutter and off-ball player. I just think that kind of evolved to him just pounding the ball more, which kind of gummed up their offense at times just because they don't have enough shooting. And Duncan wasn't shooting the ball well, so it's like really your release valve on those plays was just not functioning. So then the offense looked kind of bad at times. So let's, you know, now that Duncan's shooting, I think 40% in his last 10 games looks a lot more like himself. Um, you know, I, he still struggles against switches. I, I just, that's just going to be a work in progress. And I, I think we got to be patient with that. And he struggled on switches last season. Um, but they, not when they'll have more healthy guys, they'll be able to kind of pivot plays because they get into their sets a little quicker. Let's get into Lowry because I think he and Gabe have been the two engines to everything that has happened. Some guy just said, are we going to forget the Pistons game? I, I literally just said a team like the Pistons that switch muck up their offense. It's like, I love our audience, but like you guys did not fucking listen. I've mentioned the Pistons three times. I've said teams, long athletic teams like the Pistons are going to bother them when they're shorthanded, right? Because they're switchy, they're lengthy. And when Miami doesn't have a lot of dribble penetrators and when, when you can switch their off ball actions, how are you going to get open shots? The way that they get open shots is they're running cross screens, they're running down screens, they're running handoffs, and they're trying to get a dude in disadvantage in a drop. When you switch all that, you make it easy on a team because you go to a bunch of dumb young kids and you're just like, hey, don't worry about complicated defense. Just switch anything. The only guy that can hurt us is Kyle, and we're going to put Kate on him. We're going to put a long guy on him. So just switch everything, and they're not going to hurt you because none of those motherfuckers can get their own shot except for Kyle, and we're going to put the biggest motherfucker we have on him, right? So that's what's going on in a game like the Pistons, and you guys crucifying them at the end of a four-game fucking road trip in the cold is absolutely absurd. And it's like you're not watching the game, and you're not understanding the limitations that they have. When they pound the Bucks, when they pound the Bulls, when they pound the Sixers, when they pound the Magic, when they pound the Pacers, what do those teams have in common? They all run a drop, and they all have a fucking cement-footed big. And what does Spo do because he's a good coach? He's like, where the fuck is Sabonis? Bring me Sabonis. Bring me Embiid. Bring me Drummond. Bring me Vucevic. Bring me Bobby fucking Portis. Where are those guys and how are we going to attack them? How are we going to get those dudes in space? So you guys mad at the Pistons because they suck? They do fucking suck. Guess what? Your team fucking sucks too when everybody's hurt. So I don't want to hear this about the Pistons game because Twitter was obsessed with the Pistons game. And I'm like, come on, guys. Really? You're not going to focus on the Bucks win? You're not going to focus on the Bulls win? You're not going to focus on the Sixer win? You're going to focus on the really bad matchup when they're down all their best players? Am I unreasonable? I don't know. Hey, man, if the Dolphins can win six straight, why can't the Heat? What am I? What are you talking about, G? What are you talking about? Did you see Every fan? single game fucking matters, G. Every single game. The Heat have 82 games just like the Dolphins. Oh, wait, no, the Dolphins don't have 82 games. Their small sample matters a lot more than the Heat's small samples. You got to the, – the, the season's going to go in spurts. You're going to have bad losses. It was. Has there ever been a team who didn't have a bad loss in the season? 
like the fucking the Chicago Bulls of Michael Jordan lost by double digits to the fucking Heat with with uh, eight guys at the trade deadline. The Katie Warriors, the Katie Warriors lost to Dion Waiters. Yes, exactly. Like those those Heat teams fucking won games. Like that that happens. Bad teams will win sometimes. It's a long fucking season, and they caught the Heat. They played the Sioux Falls Sky Force that night. The Detroit Pistons are better than the Sioux Falls Sky Force that night. It happens. Fucking nine times out of the ten, the the Heat are more talented when they're fully healthy. And, and I mean, they're gonna beat them fully healthy, but they weren't fully healthy. They were tired. It was a, it was a road trip, and and a lot of these guys are are playing a lot more minutes than they're used to. Your first half of the season for, of so far wasn't touched in the floor. He's getting tw- a ten minute spurt right now. <laughs> He's got to conserve his energy. These guys don't know how to play. They're getting through the grind of the season, and that's gonna happen. We're gonna drop some fucking games. But like G said, give them credit. They've won a lot of games. We didn't expect them to win. I didn't expect them to blow out Indiana last night. I thought there was gonna be a fucking struggle a with the bigs. I thought I was I was expecting a loss, hoping for the best, and they blew that shit out the water from the get go. Frankie, we talked on pregame. We're just like, man, I don't know. I mean, you're you're like, they do they they got to shoot forty five threes, and I was like, man, can they get away with that again? And you're just like, I don't know. We're gonna find they out. Forty nine. They shot forty nine threes. They set a record. I think they've broken their record twice this month for three. Yeah, which is insane. <laughs> they just have to like fucking throw them up. I don't mean to get upset at anybody, but it's it's more annoyance. It's more annoyance. Like we do, we do a post game show and a pregame show. So like we break, have to break down every game, but it's like, don't tie your emotions and your happiness to fucking heat games guys. Like it's, it's great when they win, if they lost, Oh, well get them next time. But you literally listen guys, a little bit of advice. As much of a great fan, as much as as much as you tweet them and and tweet Bam out of bio after he's not aggressive, he's not listening to you. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about you. Edmund listens you, to us. Though. You have no fucking control to how they play. Mechanic so don't let it. Don't let. Besides the mechanic, shout out to Deadman. He's a goat. Uh, he's shooting sixty over sixty percent from the mm. three of the season. Spo needs to make let him shoot more. Uh, but y- you have no control over how the Heat play. Just fucking root for them. Be happy when they when they win. When they lose, watch Hangover Time. Drink with us. Laugh with us. That's it. Miami Heat basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Miami Heat tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Just visit TickPick.com slash today to save $10 on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. Once again, that's TickPick.com slash to save $10 today on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. I think that there's like nights, Tiff, to be like upset with them. I think that they deserve it some nights, right? Like yeah. there are some nights that they just straight up like, hey, effort. Like, yeah, or, or not even that, like just, just do dumb shit or like, what, what are they doing? You know, but... I mean, I think a stretch like this is just not the place to do it. No, but I also just think that, like, 
I like me personally, I don't really, I don't know, like I don't get too high. I don't get too low. You win, you win, you lose, you lose. I also like don't allow myself to get dragged in by like a lot of the nonsense that I see on Twitter. Like I just don't participate in it because I don't really like care. Um, because that's the thing, like fans are fanatical. That's the whole point. Like they're going to live and die with what the team does, what the team doesn't do. And it's just, that's just who they are. So sometimes on our end, it's helpful to just kind of mute things, not listen to it. I have G muted to this day all the time, baby. Listen, you, you, So let's uh, let's get into some Kyle Lowry propaganda because that's that's what today is really about, right? This is when okay. you mute him. Yeah, this, this right. is when I get muted. <laughs> Tiff, my man's leading. My man's leading the league in assists uh, since Jimmy and Bam went down. One sixteen. He's averaging sixteen points per game, 10, 10 assists, four rebounds. Um, medium medium shooting splits. Uh, I think the shooting is is coming. You um, almost said mediocre. <laughs> medium. Yeah, I mean, I mean nah, listen. Brody and Snoop. What's what's the shooting percentage? Am I right? You he's, know, you want he's fixed over on assists per game. No, he's great. Season. He's he's playing a role that I don't think he signed up for. Yeah. Um, but that's sometimes what you got to do as a, as a professional basketball player. Right. Right. He's shooting seventy five percent from at the rim and forty three from mid range, which is good. Uh, the three-point shot is coming. It's been a lot better as of late. He sure puts them up. And <laughs> I think more important than anything, he's defended as if those those shots matter. And I don't see that changing. You know, maybe Duncan defense has eased up a little bit. They've retightened that a bit. But Kyle has just a long history of being a good shooter that I don't, I don't see teams gambling like that too much with him. But, I mean, Tiff, my man's been... My man's been the engine. I mean, and he's and he should be the engine when Jimmy and Bam come back. Like to me, that's the that's the reason why we got him here. You know, like, no, I don't think he's going to average, you know, 20 points a game. I'd like to see him stay around 15 to 18. Um, lessen those turnovers keep those assists going because he is he's he's moving the ball he's getting the young guys out he's getting the young guys running that's what I really love like like how many times have I've never seen Max just all of a sudden open so much open for layups open on this like he's cutting hard and Kyle is finding everyone regardless now some of those passes He's trying to get people killed. We gotta we gotta rein them down a little bit. Like some of them are leading people way too far. But he's moving the ball. Like this is what we brought him here for. We brought him here to steady the ship. We brought him here yeah. to be the captain. Like somebody has to run the offense. And that's that's the reason why we brought him here. Jimmy's the break in case of emergency guy. Like you don't need Jimmy out there running the offense. You don't need hopefully you don't need Jimmy pulling out the cape. But like he's the break in case of emergency guy. You really want Jimmy to kind of just you, you honestly want all these guys to fit seamlessly around Kyle. Like that's really what it is. Is it Kyle's team? No. But does he should he run it like it's his team? Yes. Like let's just be realistic. 100%. Like everyone should fit seam. Yeah, right. Am I do you agree, Frankie? One hundred percent. And that was my concern. Like we we saw like 
the, they, they get off the really slow starts with the starting lineup. Besides, mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, despite like you thinking that those f- pieces fit, and it's it's always been confusing. Like, obviously, Duncan and Kyle aren't shooting the ball well uh, to start the season, but there's a lot more clunkiness in in their process in when the the, mm-hmm. the starting lineups uh, gets out there, and and a lot, you know. Obviously, a lot of it could be fixed if the shooting gets better, but I, I do think there's a little bit of Kyle and, and Jimmy not really knowing who Kyle. Kyle is playing a lot off the ball, a lot more than I thought he would be, and they're feeding. You know, Tyler and, and Bam are doing a lot more isolation than I thought they would be. Granted, Tyler's been fantastic at it, one on ones and and creating his own shot and such. But like I thought, with the start with Bam, especially, I feel like Kyle needs to like. Especially like that, like I I know we're really happy that Bam's resting that knee and he absolutely mm-hmm. needs it. But I I wish there was a stretch where it was Kyle and Bam and shooters in the starting lineup to get Bam some some confidence going to mm-hmm. the season through the season and and some opportunities. Like I, I want to see, I still really want to see that tandem with shooters a lot more than we've seen it. But I definitely agree. I think Kyle needs to run a lot more pick and roll when and pick and pops and DHOs. Like I need I need him to get more of a usage when the the other guys are here because we've shown that this team, when it has leadership and when it has a captain at the ship, it can go, it can mm-hmm. go. And I think and Kyle is that guy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He's been a very willing off-ball player as a screener, mm-hmm. as a as a cutter, as a spot-up shooter. I agree with you guys. I'd like a little bit more kind of – I think the diet should be a lot more Kyle pick and roll or Kyle coming off a handoff, yeah. not Kyle screening for Duncan to come off. Right. To like have right. Duncan come off a pin down to then come off a handoff, which is fine like in parts, you know what I mean, but not – that should not be the fulcrum of your offense. And I, and real, real quick, add to that. I really, really like when they ha- when Kyle sets the flare screen 
uh, for Duncan and he's coming to the ball because it makes the defense pay attention to Duncan mm-hmm. on the on the in the corner. But and it also has to pay attention to Kyle coming to get the ball. I think they also have to figure out some of their late game offense, Frankie, because yeah. you know before that no, happened, it, it looked bad. Yes, yes, it looked real well, bad. Well, the starters. It's funny because, um, I mean, they've had some hiccups now, but they look so much better now in late game situations because yeah. Kyle knows what he wants to do, and everyone else on the floor is basically going to follow his lead. There's no pushback. There's no talking from any of these guys. They're basically just going to follow his lead, you know, when, it, when, it's, when it's late in the game. Um, but like I said, I don't have a problem when it's late in the game and you're running your offense through Jimmy. Right. But I, I just think those first three, three and a half quarters, you need more movement. You know, you, you need more movement. You need less isolation. Um, because I, you know, Jimmy can get his shot whenever he wants. So I always kind of feel like, don't worry about Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy can get his. Exactly. Focus, focus more on Bam, focus more on Duncan or whoever else is in at that moment. But Jimmy can get his shot whenever he wants it. So I, I always feel like stop worrying and catering to Jimmy and let Jimmy just be Jimmy and get in and get out. Get in, get out, you know, and if he's on a roll and he got a mouse in the house, then yes, I expect you to to post up. Like, that's just a given. That's just basketball. If you've got Isaiah Thomas on you, you should be posting him up. You know, like, that's just the reality of it. But but just just the constant hunting for the mismatch instead of actually trying to just run the offense. That's what bothers me. You should let Kyle create the mismatches by, you know, because Miami does do a lot of off-ball movement. So you can create advantages there instead of trying to find it on ball. Yeah. So and, and go ahead. Sorry. Uh and and Jimmy can affect the game. Like there's a lot of guys who on the on this team that if they're not scoring, it kind of take like they're not getting their shots. It takes away from their effort, it, like their their mm-hmm. confidence and and focus on the rest of their game. Wait, like who, Duncan, who? I, I, don't, like, I don't agree with that at all. No, no, like it, it like if they're disengaged on offense, it, it can take away. Like it, when Duncan's his shots not falling, he's he's not confident. It affects the rest of his game. I disagree with that. I, I actually think that this team has a does a really good job of. When their shots aren't falling, they play hard on the other end, and they still no, like no, when no. Duncan's shots weren't falling, he was very actively screening in the offense and like probably a little too herky jerky because he was like really trying to like make up for it a little too much. And I but think that's the pro- but that's the problem yeah, that's, right okay, there. Okay, okay, I mean. yeah, he, okay. He, he I, over I you meant an effort thing. Got you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I don't mean like they. He, Yes. No, he overcompensates for everything when his shot isn't falling. He overcommits on defense. He's 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 trying to make a play. He's He's trying to make a play. Yeah, he's always trying to make a play because I always feel like he thinks if he makes this play, he'll get the ball back. But it's like, you're going to get the ball back regardless. Like, because you're here to shoot. So you're going to get it. Like, you don't need to press because you're going to get it. Exactly. And my point was, go ahead. He's acting like he was raised by immigrant parents. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like totally overcompensating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got to be our shit. I better get a plus. Everything. You fuck <laughs> up. You overcompensate. You clean the fuck out of that bathroom. 
to get a little bit of approval. I, I, I listen, took the I chicken out the freezer. Nothing was missed, Mom. Yeah, we, uh, Frankie, we've been there, bro. We've been there. We know what that shit is. I came to this uh, country and I didn't know English. How the fuck are you getting a B in English? I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> no, but um, what I'm talking, what I what I was mainly going for was that Jimmy is a guy that he really doesn't need to be scoring to affect the game. He is getting deflections. He is rebounding. He is screening. He is doing so many things to, to consistently affect the game positively that I completely agree with Tiff. You don't have to get him going early. You know, you can like, uh, like besides the mismatch hunting, you know, which you can use at certain times, of course, like, I don't really feel like they need to create as much for Jimmy because especially mm-hmm. early in the season when he was fully healthy and playing off the ball, he's running in transition. He's getting leak outs. He's running ahead, getting getting fouled quickly, getting free throws. He's getting he's going to find ways to impact the game. Um, the other guys that can only impact the game in like the half court and offensively and such stuff like that. Those are the guys you really need to focus on, uh, you know. And that's that's where you get Kyle on the ball. And let's talk about the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's got ass problems. Kyle has a lot of ass. Why hasn't he given some up? <laughs> ass <This> is, transplant. <laughs> ass transplant. A little bit. Kyle's just working with a lot. Jimmy's J- Jimmy LMAO'd a little bit too often. I think this is what it is. I wanna I wanna focus on not what they'll look like later, but how they look like now. Because I think. I think they do some. They're pretty, fun. They're fun now. They're fun. Let's, they I'm gonna be honest. They're boring when they're to all when the five starters are in. No, that they're six boring. and one start was fun. That six and one start was fun. I'm sorry. I, I didn't say. That. See, you, 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 you're you're twisting my words. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say. I didn't say the six starters. and. I didn't say the six and one start wasn't fun because everybody loves a good start. But when all five players are on the court together as starters, they are boring. This these these guys they're flying around they're running they're up and down they are try, they're they're trying to dunk on people this is fun imagine if Caleb was 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 healthy for for this stretch oh yeah he, that's he's what I'm really, saying he's a missing ingredient to this yeah they're fun I mean you know it's it's kind of it's it's like you you know it's a, it's you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't but Jimmy is who he is in the way that he plays which is very pragmatic you know there's nothing fun about the way Jimmy plays nothing, like Jimmy is bullish like there is nothing fun about the way Jimmy it's plays. fun in the it's fun in the finals when there are stakes and he's just like yeah. mowing over K, uh, right KCP yeah right there, but, but there's on a nothing Tuesday, aesthetic about it. No, but on a Tuesday against the Mavs, when it's like, <laughs> like you, you know, you want something fun. No, but that's why he's fun. I, I but I agree with you that they play a little bit in molasses. Yeah, without Kyle. it's fun. It's fun for basketball purists, not for fucking the average fan. That, Jimmy's shit. a tornado on defense. Jimmy's so fun on defense, and I don't want to yeah. talk about Jimmy too much. He, he does so much of his stuff off the ball, though. Like like that right. in the margins. Like you're not. <laughs> You're not noticing you're not that unless you're watching him. 
Like everybody's right. watching on the ball. He's he's doing all the work on, in in the in the in the nail and and pinching and and deflecting. And it's like, oh, he deflected it, and Tyler got the ball. T- Tyler gets the steal, and then like, oh, look at this highlight from Tyler. Tyler throws a pass. Like that's all Jimmy. Jimmy did, started that. What a great, what he a didn't great get entry nothing. pass from Butler. Look at the technique on that entry yeah. pass. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Lost art of the entry pass. But look I don't at, look at that Jimmy. steal by Jimmy. Seal so and layup and foul. He's so good. Well, I Nobody do that with PJ that too, because PJ is like Mr. Fundamental. Like PJ will do. PJ is a master seal master. I yeah. love that dude so much. He but it's fun. Like you know why PJ is fun? Because we never got to see this PJ. I know yeah. it's like a surprise every game. You never know. He's never like dribbling. Know. He's dribbled the ball more times this season than he has his whole career. Yeah. Every time PJ gets the ball, it's like opening a pack of Pokemon cards. You just are you going to get a holographic <laughs> Venusaur Charizard? You don't know. It, you may. You know who? Who's to say? <laughs> you lost him. <laughs> you lost him. I lost him. I was going to go with a gotcha reference, but nobody knows what gotcha is. So then I pivoted pretty quickly. No, but like honestly, <laughs> Tiff, they're they're really fun. Max flies around. Gabe is playing really fucking hard, and and I think. The the Heat success because I, I I listen to Low talk with um with Pelton about the Heat and they're just kind of like they don't really have much to say they're like you know I just kind of look up and the Heat are winning games and I'm like huh Gabe Vincent eighteen huh Gabe Vincent Heat check huh Struce another game okay Kyle's getting them up and down the floor huh Devin pretty good right and I feel like the way that people talk about this team it's just like they're like huh and I guess they just patchwork games but. They play, they have a, their offense has, their offense isn't very good, but the games that they win, it's because they shoot really well. It has a lot of purpose. They put up a lot of Mm -hmm. shots. They play really fast, like in terms of maybe not in terms of pace numbers, but their offensive sets have a lot of motion. It's drive, kick. The ball is moving. It's swinging. It has energy on defense. That game against Indiana was the most spo game ever. The way they were fucking flying on defense, mm-hmm. helping, digging, recovering. They were small. They were playing Duncan at the four. And they're just flying all over the place, getting their hands everywhere, not fouling. It was artful. Right. And when it looks good, it looks like that, right? So they right. just like, can we, out of, out of every 10 games, can we do that five times? And that's what they're banking on. And they're just like a lot of movement, a lot of, active hands kyle getting them up and down a lot of space five out you know and it's been it's been fun it's only a kick a jump a block it's only a serve it's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's funny because like they're pretty much doing this with like a Salvation Army lineup <laughs> and like 
you and like I'm not hearing nothing from like any of the talking heads about like what they are doing. Like nobody is saying who the hell is Gabe Vincent and how are the Heat still winning? Like I haven't heard anyone on national media say it. Like no one's talking about it. And it's so interesting because we'd rather waste, you know, 40 minutes of commentary and talk about why the Lakers are so bad instead of why the Heat are so good, why the Grizzlies are so, you know, why the Grizzlies are so good. Because these are all, you know, young, you know, you know, guys that are just... The, why the Cavs are so good. Like we're, we're like omitting all these like fantastic things that are happening just to talk about like, will why Kyrie Irving still, play? We will right. find out. Right. Like we're still like, this is, but this is what we're doing. But the thing is, like I was telling someone that said uh, the heat are doing it with smoke and mirrors. No, there's no gimmicks to what they're doing. Spo is putting in a plan but still has to be executed. The plan and this is, is the gimmick. People, <laughs> the, huh? the plan is the gimmick. I mean, it's not gimmick. It's just like, yeah, but, I get what you're but, saying. You know, there's no rabbit in the hat. Like, it's not magic because these guys still have to hit these shots. They still have to box out. They still have to rebound. And you're talking about how many undrafted guys who are shutting down the likes of Joel Embiid. Like this is, there's no gimmick. Like these guys have to put the plan in play and they are literally putting the plan in play. Let's, let's hit a couple points before we, we head out. Frankie mechanic has been, I don't know if you could ask for, I mean, literally, I don't think there's a better backup center in the league. The dude is absolutely incredible. I has done everything and more that they could possibly ask for him. He wasn't in the league a year and a half ago. And the fact that he went from out of the league to locking up and beat to doing everything, shooting threes again, screening hard, rolling, rebounding, blocking shots yesterday, active teammate leader, Frankie. It's just, it's, it's insane. He, he's really good. I, I, I mentioned this a ton, like the way that he changes pace with his screening and rolling. Cause he's, you know, they bam is like screen and, guard to the rim, right? And Deadman will screen and hold. And I think yesterday you saw Indiana's defense a little bit concerned with the shooting because he would kind of screen and they're like, pop a roll, pop a roll, pop a roll. And they're just kind of Sabonis is caught in between. And then, you know, the guards get by or somebody beats them off, like whatever. So he's just been fantastic. And I think, Frankie, we got to give him his flowers. His, uh, his gout has really led him to get a head start on all these guys because they're like he there's no way he's he's that slow he's not he's not that athletic he's nimble uh he re- really sets that screen and he's like oh shit it's this is tight right now i gotta get going <laughs> it takes him a little bit to get going that's why it looks like he's just picking his spots it's i'm, I'm on to you deadman i'm on to you buddy uh no he's he's been outstanding his uh screens like you said he gets a really wide screen so it's really annoying to get around him on the screens gets uh good separation for the guards um and they they really know how to use him and and make him screen his man and now that he's hitting threes he's taking it, it i saw his splits his splits as a starter and as, as a bench guy are insane because he's pretty much only exclusively taking his threes as a starter and <laughs> And it's uh, look, he's taken. Hold on, I gotta go on basketball reference. ESPN sucks, but he's he's been um, 
just battling, rebounding, like hit, and and a lot of times his numbers aren't even that crazy, like box score wise. Um, but he's just been everywhere you need him to be. Look at this. He from as a starter, eleven of seventeen from three. You want to guess how many threes he's taken as as a on off the bench? Two, two. two. One of two, like he's just been way more aggressive and that really helps the offense because it's another guy they got to account for. And those are relief buckets because those are mm-hmm. those are energy plays like that's a three pointer from your big man. And all I'm um, like, almost all of them are trailing threes. And and that's just a quick a little spark. They're like, fuck, we forgot him. And that's a that's a run. That's those starts runs all the time. And, you know, he wanted to be here. That's the biggest thing. Like he he wanted to return. He wanted to be with the Heat, and 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 you know, and some guys will be picky about their role and this and minutes and that. And he's just like he he he's giving them everything he has. I mean, you 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 can't. How can you not be happy with the guy who's going out there and he is giving you everything he has, and. And also just kind of like picking up the young players. You see him talking out there. He's active. He's moving. So I, I, yeah, personally, yes, he's definitely the best backup in the league. Like there's hands down, you know, there's nobody else for this team anyway. He's just an active, huge body. And they just really since Hassan, they haven't had that. And Hassan wasn't active. Hassan was just kind of. (laughs) Doing Hassan, Hassan was active when he had nine uh, bl- rebounds. Like That's Deadman, when he was active. Deadman feels like Deadman always makes the correct play that they needed to be done, and Hassan always made the correct play for Hassan, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes chasing, that was good for the team. Chasing blocks or rebound or not, not even that because I, I mean I think he got better at the block chasing later on. Like he learned stuff, I, and I feel like some people are are revisionists with Hassan. He got better every year at certain things, just not a lot but he got a little better like the fouling and all that you know he just he's he got better at whatever benefited his son he exactly. he was wired a little different and you know that it, that's fine he was a really productive player here and i think people pretending he wasn't is a little disingenuous but deadman is like the the veteran more responsible version of that with a little bit less athleticism and, and he just gives them the, the lob catching is huge. Just the fact that they can throw him a, a half-decent lob and he'll catch it and finish. His little reverse finishes under the basket are They're really nice. impressive. Because he'll, nice. he'll get a pass, right? And I, I think that that's, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you help your teammates. You know, they'll get you good shots, but you got to help them when they give you a, a not-so-great pass. And, you know, if he catches a ball and he has to kind of gather and then the help comes, he can kind of make a move under the rim you know, kind of like you give it to a receiver and he kind of make a move and break a tackle kind of thing when you don't throw it a, a perfect ball. And he helps them in so many ways. And I, I just, I don't think that people outside of Miami understand how good he is. All the lineup data with him is just absolutely insane. He's just, he's incredible. Uh, real quick, let's touch on Gabe and then let's touch on Struce because we're running out of time. Um not much to be said about Gabe other than the dude is a baller shooting well. I think we knew he can get to the rim a little bit. We saw some of that last season. Um, he's He has a handle. He's a bit of a slasher. I don't trust him handling the ball for long periods of time, um, but I do think as a secondary ball handler kind of attacking bent defenses, he's been really good. And, and the fact that the shot has been going, the defense has always been there, Tiff. I mean, just mm-hmm. an absolutely... I mean, that's the backup point guard they need. Right, exactly. While we were... 
you know, searching all around preseason, wondering what we were going to do. Sight. Right. He was right. He was sitting right there in front of us. Um, you know, and he also said at some point, I guess like a month ago or something that he's finally healthy. Like that's the other thing. So apparently he's been going through, I don't know how many injuries in the last two years, but he said he's finally healthy and his body just feels right. Cause you know, cause sometimes we think players are just not living up to whatever they're supposed to. And we don't know about all the nagging injuries and all these things that are happening to these guys. But Listen, he's playing hard. The shots are going in. The defense is going in. The ball handling is getting better. You know, what else can we ask for? Exactly. And he's play, he's getting to play a lot more off the ball, which he's clearly more comfortable. Like you said, he's coming off uh, being the secondary ball handler, attacking Ben defenses, getting more uh, shots in rhythm for himself. Um, and he's, uh, according to B-Ball reference, he's playing almost half of his minutes as a t- as a two guard next to Lowry. And I, and you know, he's, it's also a thing where it could just be, he's more comfortable. He's confident. He feels like he belongs now. He shoot, he's up to 37 and a half percent from three. And that's with the the slow start in the beginning of the season. Um, He's just grown a lot uh, over these three years that the heat have had him. And then, and also Struess, like Struess has had, you know, this is his first time getting real minutes on a team. And he's been fantastic. He's uh, uh, his, the shooting is the obvious thing there, but the slashing, the the boxing out, the rebounds. He's averaging three boards in in twenty minutes a game. He's he's contributing. He's uh, he's at over double digits, averaging ten point three right now. Um, and he and he's he's competing. You know, he's giving you a lot of relief when got other guys aren't going. He's consistent with the shot. He can. You can put him at the spot up. You can run a play for him as a shot. He can bail you out end of a possession for, with a deep three, and he's been really fun to watch. It's it's just nice to have those guys contributing at the back of your that you hoped were back of the rotation guys, and that had to be contribute a lot more as star, spot starters and sixth, seventh men um, consistently. They they've been growing and developing and and like shit, man. Max Drew is going to cost a little, a little bit of money when the, when the heat, it's time to re-sign him. <laughs> I want to let's let's hit a little bit of Strews. Um, he's the guy that I think I'm still the most. How do I say it? Um, lukewarm skeptical. about skeptical. So when we look at a, a playoff rotation, right? I think you know Jimmy, PJ, Bam, Lowry. Duncan, right, you're starting five. You know, Tyler, you're six man. You know, Deadman, you're backup five. Now we're at seven. I think Markeith, absolutely, that look that he gives them is really important. Now we're at eight guys. Um, and then Oladipo, nine. That's a nine-man rotation, which is a really deep playoff rotation. That's typically, both teams typically go eight. Let's say that they go nine because, you know, Mar- maybe Markeith is a more matchup dependent guy. Maybe against the Nets, they won't really use Markeith as much because they want to downsize, whatever. So 8.5. That leaves Gabe. That leaves Struess, right? Kind of on the outside. And I think if, I think Gabe has a much better chance of breaking that rotation, you know, if they kind of want an extra three guard look than Max. I think Max has been unreal for them as a shooter. And I think he's more than of a regular season in his eater right now. I think if Duncan didn't exist, this would be different. 
I just think Duncan is just a lot better than him uh, defensively. I think Duncan's a lot better on offense. Maybe Struess is having a bit of a better shooting year. I don't think that Duncan won't get to that level that we know that Duncan's capable of. I think he's already showing that he's pretty much almost there, shooting all those contested looks and, and doing that stuff. Struess offers a bit of kind of downhill pressure as a, as a cutter, as a roller. I think Duncan's a, a really good cutter, but Struess is just a bigger dude and more athletic. Um, so Duncan's just a, a smarter player too, a better screener. And he's been in the system longer, so he kind of understands the nuances and has played more minutes with these guys on the floor. So I'm a little skeptical on... I think Max is playing really well. I know it's just making faces at me. He's played really, really well, and I think he deserves the praise, and I think he's earned minutes. Um, but I just think in a playoff setting, I, I think he's the guy... He, he's the first guy out of those 10 that or, or out of those 11 that you're like, okay, like those minutes are cut, and then now we're at our 10-man, and then Gabe's next. I think you, I, I honestly think we shouldn't even say who's in the rotation for the playoffs. Like, we, we don't even Projection. know who's in the rotation for tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. I also think, like, I beg to differ when you say that uh, Dunn is a smarter player. Like, that's, I like, think so. I, I, I don't, I don't it's think a so. loaded, It's a loaded term, too, because I, and I don't like saying yes, smarter it, player. It, it is it's a, a very loaded, loaded term, no, yeah, considering loaded term. those fouls that he gets. Oh no! I meant more loaded because like I don't I don't want to call like players like unintelligent or whatever. Um, we should we should Photoshop Duncan in like a sumo outfit. <laughs> That's how you defense. Uh, well, go ahead. Jeff. Um, I just think that like the, if Duncan doesn't have it, are we gonna immediately does Spo immediately go to Tyler? Like, we have no idea how, but we don't know that. Because here's the other thing. Maybe Spo immediately goes to Victor Oladipo. Dep- it depends on, on, I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, as a I'm starter? not even going to say depending on matchups or anything. I'm just saying if we're three minutes into the game and Duncan has those, those glitches that he does where all of a sudden you got two fouls and you don't know what happened, does he immediately go to Victor or does he He's go to Tyler? He's gotten better at that. He's gotten better at that. Okay, but you didn't answer the question. It depends. It depends on the thing I'm at. So, like, but that's the thing. So we, we keep saying fatty. someone is out of the rotation, but like we have no idea how Spo wants to play it. Well, I like, mean, we, I, I like, think we can all agree that they're not going to have an 11-man playoff rotation. I'm not going to agree with that. Because I, listen, this season, I definitely won't agree with that. We have, there's just too many people in and out for like Spo to just say, oh, yeah, I'm riding with Tiff. But like I'm saying that, like, you know, when we talk about playoff projections, you know, we're, we're assuming we're assuming health, right? Like we're always operating. And I know you're going to say we can't assume health. Of course we can't assume health. But there's no other way to talk about these things other than because they're not going to win a title if they're not healthy. So we have to assume that well, we're. we're they just got to be the healthiest. I don't think anyone's going to be completely by the time this is over. Yeah, when they, I say healthy, I just mean like, like they have their players active. You know, if fucking somebody has a bruise on their fucking hip or whatever, it is what it is. You play through it, right? In the playoffs, you, you play through these things. But yeah, I just, I just don't, I, I don't, I, I think I've never seen Spo. I've never seen really any coach do an 11-man playoff rotation. Like, right, but we have no idea. And also, Victor is the wild card because yeah, yeah, we keep saying it. minutes getting cut, but he's literally, he's going to set the table for where the minutes go. Like, I really Frankie. think he's, he's going to set the table. 
we talked about that pregame, and I said, at what point is it not a guarantee that Victor take Gabe's minutes? I think it's health mostly because I think Victor's upside is just way higher than Gabe's. His upside is 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 higher than anyone on the bench and a few but of your starters maybe, maybe, if he's a hundred percent healthy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's but be I, realistic. Right, right, right. But I think we all expect him like not to be like even best Victor we get if we get Victor this season, I think best Victor, we're all expecting like eighty percent of what he was. Right. Which is still a, but let's, a good player. And that's still better than a lot of people yeah, in the league yeah. at this point. So yeah, I think he, just he sets the table. That. Right. I yeah. think he sets the table for what happens with the minutes. Because right. if he comes out barnstorming, what do you do? Yeah. If he can't, yeah, if he can't move, if he's not 100%, he's not. No, but, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying if he's barnstorming, which means that he's just. He's oh, running, he's, he's cutting, he's dunking, he's reeking. Yeah. So then what do you do? Because oh, you can't, right. with that defense, you can't keep, keep him on the bench. Right. Like, right. His, he's, and he's able to make plays even when his shot's not falling. Exactly. In transition defensively. Like, his, his upside defensively is way higher than anybody on the, on the bench. His um, upside defensively is the difference between them being a really good team and them being a championship team, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. So he, he, um, he's... He's gonna cut that if he's healthy. He's cutting the line. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if he looks good, he's cutting the line. I mean, it's it's he's, not even. He, he's the eighth man. He's the eighth man on the rotation. Uh, I agree with that. And possibly, like you, you know, I I think we're you definitely gonna eight? see. No, no, hold on. I was about to get to that. You okay. cut me off, Tiff. <laughs> cutting the line now, Tiff. <laughs> um, if if Duncan is still struggling with the starting lineup, I could definitely see Spo tinker with that and see. I know there's not shooting. I know G's going to come in with that. There's not a lot of shooting, but I could see that line, lineup ro- going with that just to see the talent. How the I can talent- see them going to that not starting it. I can totally see them. Yo, going yeah, out yeah. Like year. we'll see minutes, especially especially when they need to stop. That's gonna that's gonna be the line the rotation. So like right against there. the Nets and, and like we don't know about about uh about Brooke Lopez and if Brooke Lopez is not coming back this season, you know I feel like he's not. He had back surgery. I would feel optimistic. I don't know. I mean, people I've heard a lot of things that people feel whatever. Regardless, if he doesn't come back, then you know the Bucks instantly go to either Portis or Giannis at the five. And Miami has historically just made Bobby Portis their baby. So uh, if they course. go Giannis at the five, you know, you're really, a, and same with the Nets who go really small, you're kind of afforded these, you know, Bam, Tucker, Jimmy, Kyle, plus either Duncan or Depot lineups, right? And, and optimally, that's Depot. And at that point, you're just like, you know, if, if Depot is what we think he can be, it's a like good fucking luck. Yeah. Which, by the way, yeah, Kyle has been un, unimaginably good defensively this season. I think that we have not talked about that enough. I mean, the fact that, they switch him and he does not give up an inch on, on a post up. His rebounding has been really good at his age, especially at his age, his activity, the 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 kind of active hands, the the just his, his work helping the rotations. Not not to spend too much time on Kyle, but we didn't talk about that. Um so we had listen. Uh, wait, wait, I, I did want to chime in on that. Uh yeah. on the playoff possible playoff rotation. I do think like we t- you and me talked about Caleb uh versus Struce and and Gabe, because I think Caleb Definitely deserves a, a seat at that table. Forgot about Caleb too. Yeah, because we haven't seen him. It's yeah, like out of sight, him. out of mind. But he's but it, between those three, if you're if you need a ninth man, I think you. 
uh, if it's not Markeith, obviously too. Markeith is one of those. That's matchup dependent. I think that that Mm -hmm. I think Markeith becomes matchup dependent. And what they may do, Frankie, is certain matchups it's Caleb and certain matchups it's Markeith. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But you, you, and some other people you were mentioning, like Caleb over Max. The reason, like I, you know, that's a fair opinion. That's your opinion. That's fine. The reason why I wouldn't do that if Depot is ready is the rest of those guys it's only lowry duncan and and uh tyler that you trust shooting the ball Mm -hmm. and so so if you're gonna pick another guy who can defend if you have depot i need max you need max right you need a shooter you need shooters guys who can who will get defended like shooters and can hit at a high clip caleb caleb for hitting all these wide open shots at a 37 percent clip is has been fantastic a revelation but the expectation, like, I don't think this is going to carry over to the defense. He's got a spark plug. Like, I want that guy, like, when the Heat are in a funk in a playoff game and they need a, some juice, throw Caleb in there, make something happen, run right. some wild, get some, make some plays. But, like, if I want to, if I, if it's game five on the road and I need to win this game, I'm trusting Max over, over Caleb all day. So, uh, correctly on us, how many days has Caleb been in health and safety protocol? So, he went in, Chad and I argued about this. He went in the 11th uh, of December. So, that is 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 days. Today's 11 days. So, he's passed the 10 day. So, if he is asymptomatic, I think after 10 days, after he should the, be you, able to come back. You should. So, let's, I, that's something to keep an eye on. Do you have to trust negative for it or? I don't. They be- they've been very unclear about that, Frankie. The even Zach Lowe had a virologist on the show, and he's he made it seem like once you pass the ten day period, if your symptoms are worsening, you can just fucking not quarantine anymore. So mm-hmm. that was a little surprising to me. By the way, check out that podcast. Uh, I I think it's can we, it has can we arrest a, Adam Silver? A wealth of information. Adam Silver is never seeing heaven. Um, Adam Bronze. Let's call him that. Adam, now Adam Bronze. <laughs> Um, guys, thank you so much for coming to the pod today. Uh, you know, we have a hangover time and weird off tomorrow. We're going to kind of finish out this week. Um, and then we'll see. I I don't think this will be the last pod of the year. I think we'll do maybe one or two more, uh, but we'll kind of play it by ear. Thank you to our wonderful audience this year. You guys have been fantastic and you've made this the, you know, the, the biggest year of heat beat ever. And listen, you know, of the amazing people that have walked in and out of these doors, people that are some of the people in this world I respect the most and we, we've managed to get even more people that I respect as much, if not more. Um, and that's thanks to you guys kind of giving, you know, us a platform to listen to and, and all that. So we thank you guys um, for, for your kindness, for your donations, your comments, your jokes, your roasts, everything. So I don't think this will be the last part of the year. I, I plan to do, uh, maybe one or two more. Uh, it kind of depends on how the rest of the year goes, but we will be on hangover time the uh, rest of the week. And then we'll kind of update you on, on the pod. And for sure, January, you know, uh, it's a and race WAP. to the all-star game. Huh? And WAP. And WAP. <laughs> I did say WAP. We got the Weird Al pregame show. I said Weird Al pregame show tomorrow. No, you said hangover time. I said weird off too. I, I'm producing WAP, so I I like I double it up. You got to promote weird out. Uh, weird weird off. <laughs> Reminder: If you're just tuning in, or if you're listening, the watch party on the 29th is postponed. We're keeping our community and our people safe. So remember to stay tuned to our Twitter account at Am I freaking Frankie? 
<laughs> you, you cut me off. <laughs> I know. What am I gonna do? This is the graphic. <laughs> I did a good job on the graphic. All right, come on, give me credit. You did. You did. Thank you. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Graphic design is my passion. <laughs>